Welcome to the Clumsy Grace Podcast. I'm your host, Erin McDonald. My therapist says I'm an enthusiastic overreactor, and more than one of my friends has suggested that I write a book about my awkward encounters with other humans. This podcast is for you if you are a woman or identify as such who's in small, micro, or home-based business, who is a hobbypreneur or an on- or offline service provider, an ambitious employee, but you feel left out of the entire narrative of business, either because you're a woman, because you possess of one of the many marginalized voices in society, because you don't have an ad budget, because you're a mom, because you're not a mom, because you do more work from the floor of your walk-in than from a beach in Hawaii. Here's what I know. You do not need another coach showing you views of a beach you're not lying on. If you're here, it's because you need someone who is intimately acquainted with the trench you're currently in. Someone who's here to help you claw your way back to the joy of purpose and service. Let me tell you something about myself. I do not get blowouts every week. It would be a stretch to say that I regularly wash my hair. I've made every mistake and found my power in humbling myself rather than cowering in shame. I have a writing degree, a background in insurance marketing. I often say that if I can make insurance sexy, I can market literally anything. I have a passion for helping women like you find your voice and create real solutions that derive real improvements in revenue, efficiency, and the way your business feels to you. I'm obsessed with boundaries and self-care. You'll hear me talk about these topics because I think they need to be emphasized when we're talking about women in business. I'm obsessed with dismantling the patriarchy and white supremacy. I'm obsessed with tacos, Harry Potter, and kitchen dance parties. I'm an extrovert with social anxiety, and I'm so here to watch you succeed by your own definition. Thank you for joining me. I promise to be as authentic as I can be. I promise to call myself out when I mess up and to always have your back. You can be yourself here, clumsy and graceful. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by my flagship digital course, Better Boundaries. 
improve every relationship, including the one with yourself. Boss ladies need boundaries, sis. You can check it out at clumsygrace-university.teachable.com along with the staple of all my digital courses, including Market Your Magic and Techie Business Stuff for Creative Women Who Hate Techie Business Stuff. Enjoy the episode. Hey, I'm Erin. Welcome to the show. So um, here's the thing. I see just like brilliant, brilliant business women who are so dialed into their clients, their customers who care so much about the people that they work with and the people that they're going to work with and the people who never, ever hire them. And I see them spending what I know to be limited ad dollars on outdated marketing concepts. And so I want to talk today, I'm not slagging um, sort of traditional media, but what I am doing is I'm hoping that I can broaden your horizons when it comes to social marketing. And also, um, I hope that I can broaden your idea of how best to use your ad dollars if you intend to continue with traditional marketing, which is fine. Again, like I listen to a ton of local radio. I love local radio. And I think that there are people out there who are starting to get that shouting in people's faces or constantly talking about your offers or your products is not necessarily the way to go in the modern sort of consumer markets. Okay, so here's the thing. I get the concept of saturating the market. That's what most of these um, traditional kind of marketing um, ideas, I think, are focused towards, right? So, like, you see someone's headshot and it's all over town. It's on the bus stop. It's on the park bench. It's on, like, the backs of the grocery carts. You see this person's face everywhere. And it's basically, like, a blow-up of their business card or, you know, their, like, little bio on the company website. And, you know, I can tell that these things cost these people money. And the idea as far as I can see, is that you're so everywhere that when people need what you're selling, you come to mind almost subliminally. Okay? So, like, I get the concept of saturating the market. You plaster your sweet mug all over town, making sure to hit up the usual suspects of newspaper, park bench, bus stop, etc. You pump out radio ads, making sure to be as as memorable as possible. I get this strategy. Maybe it works for some people. Unless, of course, you are already operating in a market that's been saturated, right? So there's already someone else in your area or several someones who is doing what you're doing, then you're already struggling to stand out by this metric, right? And further to that, if someone else has already saturated your market with their face, now you're drifting dangerously close to becoming part of the noise. And if you're part of the noise, that means people are ignoring you. And here's the thing. How do you even know that the right people are seeing your sign 
or your grocery cart? How do you know that they're getting to know you better as a result of that radio spot? Right? Like, yeah, maybe they recognize your face or your voice. But how do you know that you're getting your message across? What if, gasp, what if your hard-earned ad dollars are contributing to the white noise of advertising that most of us kind of ignore? We ignore them at best. At worst, they irritate us. And we navigate away from them with our eyes, with our cars, with our radio dial. Riddle me this. What's the last purchasing decision that you made because of a billboard or a bench or a bus stop? Mic drop. I don't understand and I've never really understood the concept of all of us. And I mean, I've done this. I've I've been a person who's made cold calls before. But like, why are we all so keen to advertise, to market, to sell in ways that we hate being advertised to? We hate being marketed to this way. We hate being fucking cold called. Why are we all so keen to market this way? And I think that a lot of it has to do with this like both overt and subversive sort of like cultural osmosis that tells us that like this is the way things have been done and therefore this is the way you must do things especially if you were like trained up under a mentor in your profession right this is the way things have always been done have you ever heard that I've heard that a lot of fucking times in my career this is just the way things have always been done and listen up like God love those people. God love those dudes. Obviously, they're scared or they don't want to learn a new thing or they think that this is a fad or they're intimidated by it, whatever. But if you go down with that ship, you're going to miss the boat. I did not intend for that to be two boat metaphors. I don't know anything about boats. Don't at me. (laughs) But (laughs) okay, so let's just say let's I want to give you an example here. So let's say you sell auto insurance and you spend $500, which like if you are new at this, $500 is not nothing. If you spend $500 of your hard-earned money to put your best headshot on a bus stop, right? Like on the side there. If you're lucky, someone's going to draw a dick on your face. More likely than not, the hundreds or thousands of people who drive or walk by completely ignore it. The dick is a gift, frankly. Maybe you're getting into their subconscious, maybe, maybe. You're certainly not part of any larger conversation unless the conversation on deck is circumcised or not. Now, consider this for a hot second. You post that same photo on Instagram, sans phallus. You use all 30 of your available targeted hashtags. You write a thoughtful or goofy or thought-provoking caption that really lets your personality shine through. At the end of the caption, you say, what do you think about this? So let's say you put hashtag new driver, hashtag sweet 16, whatever, as part of your hashtag strategy, which we can talk about in another episode if you think it'll be interesting. So a new driver sees the photo. Um, new sort of within the last 
six or eight months on Instagram, instead of just following accounts, you can actually follow hashtags. So I follow like hashtag me too, hashtag black lives matter, um, hashtag woke Charlotte. Like I follow certain hashtags, but not necessarily accounts within those hashtags. Okay. So let's assume that this new driver is Instagram savvy because she's right in the age demographic of people who really, really are. So she's following this hashtag. She sees the photo. She comments. I think young drivers should qualify for a driving discount unless they have been in an accident, after which time I think the discount should be taken away. All right. So you have now received engagement from this young person. And let's say you guys have a couple of back and forths and you tell her exactly why None of the insurance companies will probably ever do that. But you tell her to drive safely out there, whatever. Maybe you maybe you don't even mention, hey, come see me if you need your auto insurance or anything like that. But you have just engaged with a potential client in a way that your bus stop ad will never, ever, ever allow you to do. Further to that, everyone else who follows your Instagram or checks your hashtags can read that exchange. Okay. Also, the more engagement you have, the more engagement you get. So the more back and forth conversation, the more Instagram is like, oh, people are digging this and they prioritize it. So more people see it in their news feeds. Okay. So what that does is that tells everyone who sees that exchange that A, you give a shit and B, you know your shit. Keep in mind that this interaction has cost you nothing zero dollars, maybe like five to 10 minutes to get the post together, depending on how involved the caption is, maybe another 30 minutes or so a day of responding to comments, if you're doing well, and people are commenting. Okay. That is solid fucking gold, my friend. Now, I get it. You're loyal. You like to spend your ad dollars locally. I feel you. I feel the same way. I really do. And you're not ready to let go of traditional marketing entirely. Cool. So if you're still dumping a bunch of money into traditional marketing, you're likely doing it because you think it's just the way things are done, because you don't think social marketing is for people in your industry. I hear that all the fucking time. Or the infinitely more admirable of the three, you're supporting other local businesses like radio and print with your ad dollars. Maybe you've been doing social for a while, but you're kind of half-assing it, or you're just like sharing other people's content, or you're trying to keep up with that sort of like wall of professionalism so your potential clients never get a whiff that you're actually a human, which was the way things have been done classically when it comes to your particular industry, um, when it comes to marketing. So even if you're devoted to continuing with your offline advertising, which is cool, it's cool, chances are you could slash should be making it more content driven as opposed to like sale, 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 same, same, boring, boring, right? Your social posting and in fact, your traditional posting doesn't have to be just about business, right? Online, offline. It doesn't have to be just about your business. In fact, it shouldn't necessarily be just about your business, especially if you're a one woman show 
or you're a micro business where there's like three of you or you're a small business, there's like 10 of you, like you and 10 employees or whatever. Like you guys are the business, you're the heart, right? So you're posting, you're sharing, you're marketing. It should be about your taste in 90s techno or your favorite food truck as well as your business acumen. I was having a conversation recently with a friend of mine who owns a small business, and we were talking about the topics of conversation that we're having in this episode. And she said, if only there was a secret formula for what makes a radio ad good. And I said, the secret formula is storytelling. Social storytelling is free. And social advertising is dirt cheap for now. So let's say you tell a great story. Maybe you record a hilarious video of your receptionist pranking the sales manager. And you post it to your Facebook. And 200 people watch the video within an hour of you posting it. Right? That's not inconceivable in terms of numbers, by the way. It's funny. It's lets people get to know you. It's timely. It's, it's native content in that, you know, it's, it lives on Facebook. It looks like it belongs on Facebook. Okay. So you decide because it's a, it's a great post. People are already digging it. They're watching it. They're liking, they're commenting. Okay. So you decide to boost it. What that means is you throw some ad dollars at a Facebook post or an Instagram post that you've already created as content. You just boost it and then it becomes an ad in that you can pay for it to hit more eyes, right? So this is Facebook business in particular is really prioritizing um, businesses spending some ad dollars, right? So if you decide to boost that post, that post at a ridiculously nominal cost, you can hit so many targeted eyeballs. Okay. So we're stepping away from the idea of saturating the market with just like your face, which is, I'm sure is a nice face, right? Or your voice, right? On the radio. We're not just saturating it. We're not just like, Hey, I'm here and I'm a thing, right? We're like, we're like targeting it so that the right people are seeing it more frequently, even better. You can see with a Facebook ad, you can see the metrics, all right. So don't be fooled by my pink hair and tattoos. I'm obsessed with the metrics of advertising and marketing. Okay. So you can see what's working, what creates engagement. You can tweak the ad copy. If engagement is starting to falter, you can turn it off. When you see that the ad has run its course, everything has a shelf life on social that moves quickly, but you can be on top of it so that when the interest has waned, you're on it, you're ready. You're not just like continuing to blow ad money on something that's had its day. You can split test different images. You can use like an image versus a video with, a, you know, like you can split test to see what performs best. Okay. When I say that this is gold, I super fucking mean it. You're still not convinced, hey? Okay. So let's say you spend $300 on 15 second radio ads on your local radio station. Again, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. If you're, if you're local, it's totally worth exploring, but I beg you do not spend those ad dollars shouting your name or address over and over at the listeners. Even if that's been your thing since your dad owned the business. 
okay? Most people don't care where you are until long after you've helped them to care who you are. And if you've annoyed people into changing the dial, you are pissing away your ad money, okay? So that that was just a little bit of an aside. So, okay, Facebook ad, same budget. So same $300, I I actually tested this with my local market, okay? So small town market, I took that $300, I targeted it, I targeted it to my small town and um, three or four other small towns within a probably 30 kilometer radius, okay? So anybody who would buy from a local business. Um, I targeted a certain age range, I can't remember what it was. Um, You can target gender, geographic locale, and interests. It is targeted. When I say targeted, I mean freaking targeted, okay? And with that same $300, which frankly is far more than I've ever spent on an ad campaign, is that that targeted number reaches 4,500 targeted people, okay? So people who are already interested in, you know, um, other people who are doing business the way that you are. Maybe you have the common interest of hiking, right? So people who are interested in hiking, they see you that you're hiking and they're like, oh, she's a realtor. That's cool. It's cool that she's posting all of her hikes this summer. I'm going to follow this. Okay. And if you can get someone to search out your page on a day when you don't pop up in your timeline, you are like in like family, man. Okay. So, um, I'm going to give you an example here. All right, so let's say you're a realtor who serves an area, your demographic, where there's like a really transient summer population, where a lot of -of out-of-towners come to town, maybe they got cash to burn, and maybe they want to purchase beach houses. So what you could do in February and in March, you could target through Facebook or Instagram or even YouTube ads, their home location in the months leading up, right? So they're like, they're like sitting in their cold car, flipping through their iPhone before they go into the office one February morning in the snow, right? So like, let's say that they see your photo of two Adirondack chairs on the end of a wharf that says, wish you were here, right? Like, this is gold. Okay, easy, easy, easy low cost. Okay. So look, and and here's the thing is that you don't need to spend a bunch of your ad money to try and stand out above a crowd of like, like right now there is a sea of coaches, coaching coaches online. I keep saying this, right? And all that means is that if you're a coach, you better be fucking good. You better be so good, not just at coaching, but at, at connecting with potential clients, right? But if you are in one of these underserved markets where most people are just spamming out, you know, like articles written about interest rates by someone other than yourself, right? Okay, so if you were to go on Facebook Live and wrap the article that someone else had written about interest rates, that would be interesting for me, right? So, like I said, Big fan of supporting local, but integrating socials into your strategy gives you an opportunity to connect and converse with potential clients so that by the time their renewal date is looming, 
or they need to re-up their mortgage, or their college-age daughter is ready to buy her first apartment, you are the only logical choice for them because you've made them laugh with a bunch of hilarious Friday afternoon dub smashes on Musical.ly. If you don't know what Musical.ly is, it's probably because you're not a 10-year-old girl or you don't live with one. But Musical.ly is huge. Um, You maybe have become a staple of their Monday mornings with your tongue-in-cheek motivations on Instagram. Or they've pinned literally every one of your living room boards on Pinterest. Okay? So this is your opportunity to just be you online in a strategic way. It's your opportunity to be in their eyes and ears and hearts and funny bones long before they require your services, ideally. This is your chance to help them change their lives before you ask for a dollar. And again, changing their lives doesn't need to be some big lofty concept, right? You can change their lives by making them feel supported when they were feeling confused, by clarifying something for them, or simply by being a reliable presence that they know they can show up on a Monday morning and they're going to see your coffee run and, they, and, and you're going to be funny or inspirational or motivating or educating. Okay, it's not that complicated. So I'm currently doing some volunteer work um, as the digital promotions chair for a provincial nonprofit organization. And like a, a couple days ago, there was an event, a ceremony, and I suggested that we live stream the thing. I actually was inspired by my brother-in-law, who is a boxer, and his boxing club this past winter used a pay-per-view model to live stream their big national fights to raise some money for the club. I thought it was freaking genius. So this live stream was free. I mean, I'm a volunteer. I kind of um, headlined the thing. So I volunteered my time. It was free, except for about an hour of my time on a sunny Sunday. So I held up my phone and I filmed this live stream in like a super amateur way. I'm not a camera person and my arms were fucking super shaky after. So turns out holding an iPhone for half an hour and trying not to like shake it up is challenging for me. So, okay. So check, listen, listen to this. This is crazy. This is amazing. Okay. So this is three days later to date. Here's what I know. So I did I did it in two parts. I did a pre-show where um, some of the, the board of directors and some local government officials did like a little bit of an interview. And then I did some nice panoramic shots of like the stage and there was some music, some drummers. And it was really cool. Okay, so pre-show. It has had to date 165 views and has been watched for a total of 82 minutes. The video of the ceremony, so the video of the ceremony was like 20 minutes, half hour. So far, again, three days in, it has 300 views. It's most popular with women who are 65 and over. For $27 more, I know that I could reach up to 13,000 more people in, in British Columbia, the province that I live in, okay? So this is a Facebook page. So like, I hear so many people who are like, oh, my audience is too small. So these metrics that I've just read to you, this is a Facebook page with less than a thousand audience members. You do not need a million fans in order to be influential in your niche. And like 
find me a bus stop that can give you that kind of metrics. So here's the thing. If you run an online business, you're probably sick to shit of all the stuff that I've been saying. Because everyone in your industry is live streaming every fucking thing. But if you're in a market like the nonprofit I just described, where you're not seeing live streams of people in your industry on Facebook, if none of your local competitors are podcasting, pinning, or using hashtags, this is your moment. This is your moment to connect with local would-be clients in a caring, high-value way without breaking the bank. Can you tell I'm obsessed with this? I'm going to keep talking about it as long as you find value in it. I hope that this has been value for you. And I hope that it helps you to create cool shit and make more money in your business and serve your clients more deeply and your potential clients and people who never, never hire you. Because um, I think that this is the way that we market to our deepest integrity. I think it's the way that we market to our budget, to increase our revenues and to find some fun. So I hope this has been value for you. Um, If you have questions or if you're implementing any of this and you're having some wins or if you're like, fuck that, Erin, my bus stop with the dick drawn on my face is my version of solid gold. I totally want to hear from you. I want to hear from you regardless. So you can hit me up on Facebook, Erin McDonald dash clumsy grace XO. You can find me on Instagram at Erin Joyce McDonald. You can email me at info at clumsygrace.com. I'm all over the fucking internet, you guys. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what's working and what's not. I want to hear what's keeping you from using this stuff. I want to hear it all. I love the heck out of you. I think that your business and your desire to serve they are worthy of you creating revenue for yourself. They are worthy of you spending your ad dollars in ways that you can get behind. And I can't wait to see what you make next. Catch you next time.